it's funny how quickly patterns recede. Another week has gone by and another break is being taken by me on these weekends. Almost missed it entirely. In fact, I'm only four minutes to midnight. Had the entire day to do something and found the entire day distracting me from doing anything. It's not entirely true. I got my got some errands run. I got my laundry done. I'm up to 29 ideas, although not 29 scripts for this particular month. And I don't need 31 because I've got these weekends off. So four days uh, free from the the grind. But I like having a lot of ideas. So I hope you're enjoying so far this series um, of episodes called um, Today in Future History. And... <laughs> perhaps realizing too that uh, the big difference between an episode like this in which it's off the cuff and an episode in which I've written it <laughs> and edit, which I don't do for these as well. Um, halfway through the challenge at this point now, which is kind of an interesting milestone, an interesting place to be uh, two weeks into this. And I've been enjoying doing them, but I am finding them difficult. I'm, I'm running out of the prepared, well, not prepared scripts. Scripts are still written on the day, but I'm, I'm running out of longer ideas. And literally the last four ideas I've written down are all about two lines each. So clearly not enough. Um, this, this experiment is also, I mean, I, I mentioned last time, I think that it's, it's an experiment as, as much for me to have, um, the, the first pass, first blush, do the writing first um, kind of motion, the the pantsing motion, and then the second pass to be the editing and refining motion, which I don't do very often. And uh, and that part's working out, uh, aside from fitting it around all the other things that I do. Um, because in a two-week span, I have so many things. Uh, I, think I, I think at this point I have four, five things that alternate weeks. So uh, you have to have a two-week span <laughs> in order to get all of those activities represented in your actual uh, timeline of events for a week or for the, for the time. And uh, it's interesting to see where, where patterns uh, where unreinforced patterns fall aside. Um, I had this, this majorly pointed out to me or discovered, not discovered, it's the wrong way, uh, majorly um, uh, made more apparent when after having worked at home, for two years because of because of COVID, um, suddenly working at work um, became a whole different change in pattern. I was talking to somebody about that last night, which is why it's on top of my mind. Uh, but one of the other things I did today, today was beard reset day. Um, I started braiding my beard, it must have been sometime last summer. I don't even remember how long it's been at this point. As it couldn't be that long. I'll have to go back and, and check the tapes. Um, but it was, a, it was a, a bit of a necessity because my beard had grown very long. It was getting to be very annoying. And I was, it must have been last summer because I was walking and I was finding it annoying that it would blow into my face. Now, prior to this, I had done a sort of waiting on the end of my beard. I'd also trimmed my beard before, but that hasn't happened for <laughs> going on six or seven years, I think, at this point. Maybe actually longer. I, I I should I should check the tapes on that one too. Um, but when I when I braided my beard, kind of on a lark, I did it a couple of times just to test it out, see what I could do with it, and just to kind of do it on a Friday night and then run run through the weekend and see if I liked it, and then inevitably take it apart. 
But now it's actually a much better thing for me. And the braid this time, I will say, uh, is much better. Um, and because I, I, I did it kind of tapping in a little bit into my computer science roots, tapping into the way that I solve problems and tapping into sort of a, a visual representation. I actually drew, drew out on paper the three lines of the three parts of the braid and then ran through the pattern. Now, I had known what the pattern was in my head, which is that you're always replacing the central, um, the central line in the braid. Um, you go from the left to the middle, which is now the middle, and then it continues all the way to the right. That's one way to think about it. If you have three braids or three, three lines, it's called them one, two, and three for convenience. One starts out on the left-hand side, two in the middle, three on the right-hand side. So your first is your first line. If you were digitizing this, the pattern would be one, two, three. This is me looking down at my beard. So that's why left is first. And then after the first cross, it's two, one, three. And the second cross, it's two, three, one. Uh, and then the, the cross again becomes one, two, three. So you return back to that, that initial stage. Have I got that right? No, sorry. Three continues over. So it'd be three, two, one would be the, the, the next stage. Um, and when I drew it out on, on paper, I suddenly realized a synchronicity between that and between certain borders I'd seen on, on paintings, uh, on, on the, 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 the style of scroll work that paintings had on, on very fancy, um, frames. I started to realize that there were patterns in terms of seeing how, how, uh, tangles would appear in ropes or in, or in cables. It was really kind of interesting. But I also saw that in in one mode uh, that I had tried before, I had realized that the braid was not coming out straight, and I couldn't figure out why. And uh, and part of it was the fact that I had I had misinterpreted what the pattern should be. So I think in that case, what I was doing was um, I would do I forget what it was. It was something like uh, it would be one two three, and then two one three, and then uh, and then back. I'm not sure how I was messing that up, but somewhere along the lines, I was, I was skipping a line. And when I drew it out, I realized, oh no, that's why it doesn't look right. It's also a matter of tension, uh, being able to figure out how much tension to, to include when you're holding on to these three strands. I'm now cheating. It's not really cheating. I'm now using the assistance of elastic bands to hold the, the hair in strands because it tends to want to balloon out. And then, uh, the, the, the sort of being able to realize that I can, I can dynamically increase or reduce the tension as I'm moving through the entire braid. Uh, quite, quite interesting, all the little, little pieces and parts that are there. And it, this is not a pattern which is entirely internalized yet. I had thought it was. I had thought that the idea of braiding was a simple thing that would be essentially a mechanical thing, which is then delegated to a lower brain function. But instead, by kind of focusing on it, and which was really quite hard for me. Focus has been a difficult thing lately. Um, but by focusing on it, bringing back to the forebrain, bringing back to all of that, I was able to both recognize these things and turn out, I'd say, a really good braid. The beard has now gotten, gotten uh, I think, uh, officially ZZ top length. Uh, next stop, I believe, is Gandalf. Um, and much later on um, becomes uh, Dumbledore. At some point, I, I'm not sure if it's at post Dumbledore or pre Dumbledore, it will hit um, uh, 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 
naked priest in the wilderness, naked monk in the wilderness, uh, which would be a, uh, a Monty Python um, reference, and uh, or what happens along the way. Or at one point, do I just decide to chop off the, the beard? Um, because I, I don't know, I, I like it. It's one of the few cases where I've ever consciously and deliberately tried to do something which would be considered, um, I won't say fashion, that's not quite the way I want to put it, but it is, I mean, it's, it's function as well as fashion. But I, I don't, I don't adorn myself. I, I've never figured out how to do that. And it's always been something where, um, it never, it never registered high enough for me, uh, as either a capability or a desire. But this, uh, the, the beard thing is neat because it's, um, I've had long hair for a long time. I don't do much with it either. It's just straight pulled back in a ponytail. Although right now I have, I think four elastics in it. So it's, it's got a little bit more, more structure, but I've gotten so many comp- compliments, so many comments and compliments, uh, about the beard, um, that I'm, I'm, I'm kind of taken aback a little bit. Um, but it is interesting. It's, it's, I don't know the, I like, I'm amused by little patterns like that. Um, I was also um, thinking today about trying to reinforce some neurons with external reflection. So I do miss these free-form, rambly kind of things um, because they were ways for me to externalize some thought and then for, therefore feed them back in. Um, and I haven't done that for a while. And I'm not sure what's happening after this month, what I'm going to be doing, if I'm going to continue with the dailies. Or I'm just going to not. Um, that is that is a possibility. Um, but I was also I was also kind of thinking about energetic music. I've been in a very low low active mode for the entire weekend. Uh, I started by talking about the changes of patterns and how you how you fall into them. In the last couple of weeks, last three weeks, well, not really as much this past week, but the previous few weeks had been some of the hottest we've had. The whole planet was experiencing some extraordinary weather, and we were too. And it was uncomfortable. Um, and I, I isolated myself down to a single room, which I could have an air conditioner in, which has my computer in front of it. And I installed everything in here. I moved everything in here. And kind of it became my workspace. But I also have limited light in here. I like focused lights. I don't like the bright overhead lights, which keeps most of the room in shadow, which means most of it is kind of vanished from beyond my perception. So my world shrunk down to this space and every once in a while I have to break out of the space, but then I come back to it. It's the, it's the, the place where I do things. And, uh, last week, uh, uh, last week, last weekend, I don't remember when it was, I decided to take my laptop out of this room, which was the third com- or second computer in this room, the fourth screen, uh, and move it and just sit in the living room with that one computer. And it was, uh, that was last Monday. That's what it was. Cause I was very, very focused on getting things done that I could only do on that laptop. Um, and I've been, I've been trying to figure out as I go through these, these, these scripts. And as I go through and think about the world that I'm creating in this arc ship, part of what I'm projecting is, what are the common patterns that people would have? Now, that doesn't show up in most of these scripts, to be honest. Um, there's little things here and there about daily habits or about uh, the experiences of people. I, 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 think, I think of a lot of those things, but I don't put them in the scripts. There's not a lot I'm taking out of these scripts, to be honest. 
It's not like I'm excluding a lot. There's no director's cut to be found. These are most of the actual words that I've typed. Um, but I, I there's, there's sort of an implication of the way people are living, um, whether it be through technological means, through these, um, you know, uh, these st- uh, satellite stations around other planets that are there long enough, not just as a research center, but as a, an actual population center or the, the rise of robots or the, you know, the, the changing of the universe, uh, in one way or another and how that affects everyday life and how it doesn't affect everyday life. Those are the thoughts I'm having, whether I'm actually making them in the script or not. I actually wrote down one of the points that I want to do. And it's, it's, this is a, here's a little peek behind the curtain. I have, I have one, one line about, uh, this thing that I want to consider. Um, and it's in the, the one line is small stories. And as I look through different sources for these scripts, I look through the ideas that are presented in every, this is today in history kind of thing. A lot of them are, are small moments that are celebrated uh, of a person doing something or celebrating a person's life. And I don't, I don't do a lot of those. There's a few of that style I've done. But the interesting thing about that to me is that is trying, you know, one of the, the when, I, when I think about these stories, there's billions of stories because there's billions of people. You know, that's one way to think about it. And over a few thousand years, we're going to have millions and millions and millions, perhaps another billion, uh, celebrities, scientists, inventors, uh, authors, uh, politicians, uh, criminals, uh, you know, military leaders and oppositions. We're going to have all of these things there. So the fact that we already have so much established in our own history that we can do every day multiple stories and never have a, a, an overlap from one year to the next uh, is inspiring that I know that I can find stories there, but it's trying to figure them out. I mean, there's stories about authors, for example. Um, one of the things that I follow is the Writer's Almanac. Um, and although it used to be a podcast now, it's a newsletter, but it still recounts uh, stories of authors in every day. And there's like 500 to a thousand words on each author and recounting who they were and where they studied and what their family was like and the kinds of stories they wrote and how it was all influenced by all of their background or their ideas, how they, they lived their lives, the alternate things they did beyond writing. So all of these things are there and it's, it's like a catalog of all the small things around them that nonetheless make them human. Um, when I think about role-playing game characters, uh, to me, it seems almost as important to think about the little things that surround what they do and make them a well-rounded character rather than the big things or the strictly, you know, gamist things. Sure, we want to know how well you can swing a sword. That's important. If you're running in a, a, phys- a fantasy world, swinging a sword is a, is, a, is a doggone skill you need. But what about the idea that they grew up on a, on a poor farm and so are used to hard work and long hours and no, not complaining about it. Or they were used to having the lap of luxury. And so any inconvenience becomes a, a, a uh, hyperdramatic, um, melodramatic um, tragedy, you know, that sort of thing. So I don't know. I, 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 the, the small stories idea to me is, is almost trying to build on that. And I, I think there may be a series 
or a, a week or just a, several episodes where I'm going to focus on, on trying to do essentially biographies of uh, fictional future people. Again, some of these have definitely hit that, hit that mark. Um, but I, I, I don't know. There's something about them trying. So I've gone for a little bit of comedy, mostly oddity, sometimes word salad. I will admit it's totally word salad in some cases. The, the hyper, the psychoencabulator is a deliberate word salad. So I'll go look up encabulator. You'll find out where I was inspired by that one. Um, but, uh, uh, Many is just sort of taking an idea and 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 pushing it in all the interesting directions. Well, now I've spoken too much. <laughs> I've been wandering out loud. I am Mark the Encaffeinated One. Um, I'm very pleased to see the number of uh, of performers. I was going to say uh, participants in the Dog Days of Podcasting. Finding it dogdaysofpodcasting dot com. If you haven't started listening to the whole thing, or you only listen to mine and wonder what is he doing for this entire month. Um, and I'm enjoying them all. I'm, in, I'm enjoying them for, for some of them are familiar. Some of them are doing some of the mean, the same things that they, they do typically, but I don't get a chance to hear them in, in, except this intense time. Um, others are trying something different and others, uh, still others are kind of, uh, doing both. Uh, and I would encourage everybody to try all the different things. This is a great opportunity. The, the nice thing about, well, in my case, community radio, campus radio, and podcasting is the chance to experiment. It doesn't have to sound like anything anyone else has done. It doesn't have to sound uh, or, or follow a particular pattern. It doesn't have to, to be scripted or unscripted. It doesn't have to be about your day or about your night. It doesn't have to be about your beliefs or your, your history, your philosophy, your geography, your culture. But it can be about any of those things. And... Um, I, I haven't. Uh, I, I I listened to another daily uh, podcast uh, from uh, uh, Dave. Um, oh, why am I forgetting the last name? Dave. Anyway, and he ends it by kind of quoting some a friend of his. And so I will quote Dave quoting someone else, um, and I will paraphrase to make it even more confusing. But essentially, it is about being creative. Go ahead. And be creative. Um, find whatever whatever thing drives you to be creative, and just push your finger on that. Um, press that button. Smash that button. You know, as we're all fond of saying, smash your own like buttons and create your own stuff. <laughs> Back to the salt mines. You'll hear more today in future history tomorrow, featuring. Uh, what did I call him? I haven't even referenced his name since the first intro episode. Uh, Ferdinand Zero Hex Lobsterton. <laughs> I even spelled his name in my notes here. Uh, Ferdinand Zero Hex Lobsterton will return tomorrow with uh, another thing. And then we'll do that again. So, have a good one. Talk to you soon.